Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you sigh or scream, from just a toy to flying dreams, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I listen for him every morning. It's my co-host, Evan. I wait for him at the end of the slide. When he climbs the stairs, I stay by his side. Oh, you hold my hand. It's a little baby Seiki. Oh, thank you, buddy. You know I need that help getting up them stairs. They're too big for me. That's right. We do go to the giant playground. Yes. Oh, man. Can you imagine living in the Mario 3 World 5, the giant world? Oh, every day. (laughs) Me too. And I know you're fucking with me, but I do think about it a lot. Those turtles were so big. They were like three Marios high. And he can still jump up and hit them. Hey, here's a good question for you. When Mario starts the game, he's little, and then he gets a mushroom, he gets big. And I think of big Mario as my size, six foot, right? But I guess little Mario is my size. Right. So when he gets that mushroom, he's a monstrosity. He's huge. He's tripling. He's like 18 feet tall. And those turtles are six feet tall. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up to me. Why? Because that's... The Mushroom Kingdom has different size parameters, different rules. I guess. I mean, it doesn't have to follow the square cube ratio. You can have giant insects and things. But I always think that... You can have... You can ride on a cloud. Sure. You can breathe underwater. I think the Goombas are cute. But if they are six feet tall, they are no longer (laughs) cute to me. And that also means that the giant Goombas are like 18 feet tall as well. Yeah. That's fucked up. Is it? It's like the size of the Goombas in the Super Mario Brothers movie, which we'll never talk about on this podcast ever. Yeah. Uh, That's a promise I can make to you. We will specifically never talk about it. (laughs) Um, That's fucked up, thinking that little Mario is regular Mario. Yeah. I mean, it's not fucked up. I mean, it's a different world, right? (laughs) So I'm not saying... I. It, from our perspective, yeah, but don't be don't be like a historicist about this or ju- judgmental. Like that's just how sure. things work there. So wait, so Princess Peach is huge too. Yeah, yeah, because she's double the size of regular Mario. Yeah, but in Smash Brothers, Mario and Peach are roughly the same size. He's maybe a foot or a foot and a half shorter than her, and he has a taunt where he can grow to twice his size as if he ate the mushroom. So wait. Hold the fuck on. The cannon is all fucked up at this point. <laughs> well, do the Super Smash Brothers take place in the Mushroom Kingdom? Like, any any maps there? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, everything's fine. huge, right? No. Wait, everything is regular size in those. Oh, man. My whole... Maybe, okay. And the Hammer Brothers are the size of the regular characters when they come out as an assist mm, trophy. Okay. So, so we have to take Super Smash Brothers as non-canon. Well, alternately, let me just say that as a constructed world, mm-hmm. maybe our, like rules of like cause and effect and like throughput and things like that don't necessarily hold true with the mushroom kingdom maybe sometimes it is everybody is huge and maybe sometimes they're average size so i just need to let go of my conception of what normal is when you go to the mushroom kingdom yeah i think that's what most of the super mario canon is about is mario slowly losing his grip on what normal is wow he definitely doesn't show it he does a good job of keeping his freak out checked you know what I mean? Well, isn't like, isn't his hoo-hoo like an existential scream <laughs> of like just pure uh, unhinged dread? Okay. Oh, so you think he's gone off the deep end when he's like, yahoo! Like, <laughs> he's like, I, I, nothing means anything anymore. What am I living for? I might as well just have <laughs> a goofy fun time. Yeah. Maybe he thinks he's dreaming because in Mario 2, the ending is he was dreaming. So this is him. When he goes to the Mushroom Kingdom, he's like, oh, this is that time I visited Subcon. This is me just dreaming again. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah, there, and there's pipes, and like most of the world is made of bricks. Yeah. I know we've talked about it on this podcast before, but Mario is canonically like 28 years old, and that makes me so sad. <laughs> just that I've accomplished so little in my life. 
Neither is he. He might have. He he just went on like a, he had a psychotic break. <laughs> so. That's the only thing he's done. But it does, I guess, make me happy because I look, I think, better than him. For him being so young, he well, doesn't. I mean, not. I'm not trying to be. I ageist, feel like but. you could, if you grew a mustache, you could probably pass for a, a young, uh, a svelte Mario. Yeah, it'd be a pass for a f- forty or so. Okay. You got to change your eye color though. Doesn't he have blue eyes? I don't remember. Probably. Go grab my amiibo back there. Or are you good? I'll just imagine. Okay. <laughs> In my imagination, he has heterochromia of the eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a David Bowie type in my One head. brown, one blue. One brown, one blue. <laughs> As David Bowie always say. In mine, his, his eyes are yellow like a wolf. Oh! A wolf's wolf size. Yeah. You know, Link turns into a wolf in Twilight Princess. Who cares? <laughs> Not me, that's for sure. Who doesn't turn what into a wolf? What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Should we just get to this week's song? Yeah, I suppose. Okay. This week's song is called Peterborough and the Kawarthas. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. What'd you think of that, listener? Was that good? Did you like that song? Great. I feel like you were being shitty to them for a second. No, I was just I was oh, genuinely oh, asking. Oh, that's cool. Good, good song. Hey, I I do have that sort of energy. I do have a, have an aggressive a- energy about me, but I didn't mean it that way, listener. You, yeah. Dear okay. listener. Thank you for... I just want to, to yeah, uh, clarify that I wasn't trying to be aggressive about that. I was genuinely interested in whether you liked this right. song or not. They deserved the apology. And you know, because they spent so much time listening to us talk about whether we liked a song. I feel like it's just, it's our turn to yeah. listen. So we're going to we're gonna edit in uh, five minutes of silence as you explain. <laughs> <laughs> as you explain what you thought about, how your all your thoughts about. I would... And if you need more, just ask. We'll edit another 10 minutes of silence. We do it in... <laughs> It's, it's bespoke podcast where we tailor it to you, however you yeah, want actually, to. Well, Saker's going to put up a track of just silence, uh-huh. and you can just talk into it knowing that we're going to listen. Okay, hang on. Okay, I've uploaded it. I uploaded it under the name John Cage 433 and you can go ahead and download it and speak over it. Um, but trust me, it's a canonical part of our podcast. Yes, yeah, whatever you say is technically... Is- not even technically. Yeah. It's, it's canonically part, part of, of our the po- podcast. Yeah. It's part of the BNLCU. So yeah, please record yourself talking over our John Cage through th- 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 433. Yeah. 433. Yeah. 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 File. Um, okay. So uh, <laughs> do you think they liked it? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's just spend this podcast speculating into what our <laughs> listeners think about Peter Poor and the Corthas. I would say they liked it overall because they're comparing it to other Cregan songs and not necessarily Bare Naked Ladies canon. Sure. Uh, here's the thing is looking back on this song I saw Peterborough and the Quarthus was coming up and in my head I've been dreading this song forever because I remember hating this song when I listened to the album as a teenager right well 2006 would have been shit 21 years old never mind so (laughs) as a 21 year old I just remember like this song is dumb garbage in my head for some reason it was a song about like a troop of like little like borrowers who like oh wow took a boat in the, in the rain somewhere uh-huh i don't that know that sounds like an amazing song <laughs> i don't know why that was stuck in my head but i was like this song sucks ass i may be thinking of a different upcoming Good ladies song in which case that song sucks ass this song however fucking rocks this song is good as hell i don't know if i'd go that far but uh i liked it i gotta tell you buddy it's my favorite cregan song well 
actually, I'm rolling my eyes, and then I'm thinking, no, Pollywog in a Bog might be my favorite Cregan song. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's leagues better than Inline Bowline or Little Tiny Little Song or that's an Andy song. Little Tiny Song or uh, what's the other one too? Uh, Spider in My Room. I I love ya. I love ya. This song is the first Bare Naked Ladies song. To make me tear up. Oh, because you're a daddy now? I listened to it. You don't want to leave your little your little Rolo? I don't want to leave my little Rolo. Down Tony in, Down Brown in Brown Town. <laughs> um, like, I hate, when I go to conventions, when we play at conventions, I hate leaving him for the weekend. It's so hard. Listen, wow. if you don't know what this song is about, um, I think we can kind of talk through the lyrics a bit, uh, although they're pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, it's about uh, a person who leaves their their kid behind either why they leave him behind is a little well, bit if ambiguous. it's from if it's from and uh jim's perspective that's because he's going on tour right sure but it could be like i don't know they're the kid the parents are divorced or something and the dad is leaving that's or the, or the mom because it's not the neither of them are ever gendered i think oh, actually, yeah it no, says it his, says mom. his mom yeah. yeah um i said yeah lyrically this one strikes me as either divorced dad or tour dad i think tour dad is more likely but less relatable right because like Okay, how many people go away for work? You. Yeah, okay, but I don't think I am the, uh, you know, Yeah, but everyone typical. can relate to having to, I mean, go away all the time, but like so everyone has to leave their child sooner or later. Sure, sure. Right? But, and the other thing, though, is like when when he says, you know, his favorite, uh, apples, pears, prunes, and plums, his favorite food, I told his mom, like that makes it seem like she's kind of a stranger to him. Apples, pears, prunes, and plums. You know what I mean? Not a stranger. Yeah, that's fair. But like that they they've been separated. And why wouldn't his the baby's mom know his favorite foods? Right. Dad takes care of them most of the time, but then you know when he goes away, mom has to take some time off and take care of them. I don't know. Maybe mom is short for mummy. So like grandma? No, like a oh like, oh, a, like a wrapped up like Egyptian yeah. ruler, <laughs> Senatep or something like that. Senatep. <laughs> The canonically bare naked ladies mummy. He's just wrapped in uh, strips of lyrics from their old songs. Uh, ticker tape. Ticker tape. Curly, Moe, Larry, and Shemp. His favorite stooges, I told. <laughs> what was the mummy's name again? Ticker tap or something. I had it in my head. And as you were talking, I've just been constructing what rhymes with ticker tap. Uh, I'm glad that, that when I'm talking, you're just thinking about what you're going to say next. I'm thinking about the three stooges when you talk. That's fair. But you, you also listed Shemp, which is the fourth stooge. <laughs> nice try. Curly Joe and also Shemp. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of weird that he added in his mum rather than like, I told my love or I told my, you know. My guess is that it just did it because it rhymed. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to be honest. Lyrics aren't Jim's strong suit. Music yeah. is his strong suit. Yeah. I, I'd i say you're probably right. Like, if we think back, I mean, Polywog in a Bog is great, undeniably. But if you think back to like Spider in My Room or yeah. I Love You, like... Can you think of one lyric from either of those songs that isn't the name of the song? Uh, you've given me a start. Ain't no doubt it's through my heart. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> the scatting part I can remember, yeah. Um, I remember the tribal singing. That's not really a lyric, but <laughs> I remember it well. Here's So here's the through line. Jim does good songs when they're about his kids. Pollywog and a Bog was about seeing yeah. his daughter in utero. This is presumably about his... Because uh, time-wise, this would line up with his pre-daughter time. Yeah. 
So I think Jim is great when he's talking from the heart, right? Because Lil Tiny Song, obviously, the oh, that was an Andy song, but like um, Spider in My Room. Spider in My Room. What the fuck is that about? It's I about how you. scared he is of spiders and his memories of his son, his, his brother sucking them up with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I guess. So, and about the antediluvian apocalypse. <laughs> um, and uh, what else? Inline Bowline is about a guy trying to kill himself, which I hope that's not based on personal experience, but maybe it is. But I don't know. It's like, Jim, buddy. And I love you. It's just about a predator, I yeah. think. Like a, a sexual predator. Who knows? So he, somebody's pretty terrifying. He needs to speak from a place of knowledge more. Because when he does that, he fucking kills it. Not knowledge so much as like you, like you said, from the heart. Or from experience. Yeah. yeah. From something yeah, yeah, where he's something where he's uh, maybe having a kid grounded him in ways that he wasn't before. Because the the other differences between those two songs is the ones that we're talking about now. He has a kid or at, yeah. least, or at least a kid in being. So I'm curious if as we go forward, we're going to get more Cregan. So I'm wondering if the songs going forward will be as good as Polywog and uh, and this song. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. Can't not. Wow, having a baby makes you a better... That, the, opposite has been true for me oh. i have not written a song in months since i had my baby he took something from you he did all of my creativity you know what i'd rather it be that way i want to funnel it into him i want to lose myself i, I don't want an identity anymore <laughs> i just want to be daddy you're like one of those uh one of those like just change your facebook picture to your son's picture and my facebook picture right now is oh it's me and my son but well, that's still. the way to do it yeah i'm transitioning it used to be me now it's yeah. both of us and then it's just going to be a picture of you it's the same picture but both of them have his face yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but also my facebook picture is me and my son too so yeah oh man living that dad life um so uh yeah so i think we're rad dads we are rad dads um lyrically uh, i mean we are the target audience for this song so of course we liked it hundred yeah. did you cry no you told me that you cried, so I was like prepping for that, and I did feel something. But again, I don't think I feel it as deeply as you do. Like I'm okay leaving my kid for a couple days. Okay. Like I don't mind it. Yeah. Like I, get... I don't need to be up his butt all the time. Yeah. See, I'm also a very guilty person. So if so I feel am I. if I feel like I'm not helping, like I feel like oh my partner's taking on all the oh. work, or like oh I had to call my mom in and now she's at the house for the weekend. Oh, see, I don't I feel that. Go bad. to a fucking role playing convention. Uh, yeah. I, uh, okay. I, I don't. You don't I, get that. I don't get. I get that after like a few days. Like, okay. If I'm gone for like a week or something, but if I'm, if I'm taking a weekend off from having a kid, like I'm a good dad most of the time. Yeah. That's well, all I want. That's the bar I set for myself. Me too. Is be better than my father, and my father was great, so that's impossible. So I just want to like. <laughs> so you'll always fail. fail. Yeah. You're setting yourself it's up for failure. Very freeing. Yeah. Wow. Is it freeing to f fail? I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talked about this when the Bare Naked Ladies song about failure. Which one was that? I love you <laughs> and you love me. Um, no. Having no. a having a baby, um, I don't think I Falling ever... Falling for the first time. Uh, thank you. Yes. That was the one. I don't, I don't think I ever would have... <laughs> Jesus. What have you done to me? I, I don't think I ever would have, um, have noted this before. But the lyric, uh, bird, book, and basketball, squirrel, dog, and learning how to crawl. Bird, book, and basketball, squirrel, dog, and learning how to crawl. I, I mean, you forgot the uh, 80s synth. <laughs> oh my God. I fucking, after bird, book, and basketball, I, I wrote, bird, book, and basketball, electronic noise is so 80s. I'm super into it. Basketball. I love that. I thought it was so cool. I love you. I love you. But like, what is he, he, he's not talking yet, right? Why, why mention the bird, the book, the basketball, the squirrel, the dog? Because if he's just learning how to crawl, there's no fucking way he's talking. Right. But you're saying those words to him. Bird. Book. 
I guess. I don't yeah, point at things in my house. Should I be? Sake, are you fucking oh, up, no, man? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I've noticed that Enzo isn't talking. Oh, fuck. Okay. I When I addressed him today, he just looked away from me <laughs> like I wasn't even a person. Oh, God. All right. I'm fucking so if up. You, if you want to be making a sociopath, you can. This is the, you're on the right track. That was my dream. Where I've been told many times my son is very articulate. <laughs> Almost too articulate. <laughs> Your son bit me the other day. It was a joy. Uh, but I keep thinking He told about, you he was going to do it, though. Did he? In his defense. Oh, I don't remember that. He was talking about biting people. Oh, he just in my I memory, it was just your pants. He though, came right? up to me and bit me, and then I was like, "Hey, man, you can't bite people." And then he was like, "Oh," and I said, "Because I was, was going to be like, it's it's no big deal. Obviously, it didn't hurt. It wasn't a big deal." But I was like, "Well, I mean, can you apologize?" And he went, "No." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, I was going to let you off the hook, but <laughs> now you're in trouble. Now you're in trouble. Feel free to put him in timeout." Um, the I thought the saddest part of the song, speaking of daddy tears, was I listen for you every morning. I listen for you every morning. I listen for you every morning. I listen for like that just fucking broke my heart. On the news. <laughs> In other news, Brandon <laughs> Lady's frontman, Jim Cregan's son, not the frontman. Uh, Bassist. Yes. Um, but like he's because he's waking up in a hotel room or in the tour bus and he immediately is like, oh, do I hear the little do I hear the pitter patter of my little son's feet on the floor? Um, and he doesn't. And like it just made me sad. I don't know. Thinking about it was very, very sweet. Um, like this is the BNO boys growing up and tackling new and more challenging mm-hmm. subjects. I, I think about this song on a Gordon. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, impossible. Yeah. Where they, they, were, could, they couldn't write. They couldn't have written this back then. I mean. Yeah, they, they could they could have, but it would have it would have had no heft. Yeah, they it. would have pretended to be an adult in an adult's shoes, and they wouldn't have had any of the life experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it, it, it is fun watching them sort of mature as both artists and yeah. people. Well, now that I think about it, I listen for you every morning. If his son is still learning how to crawl, he's very young, which means that w- every morning would be screaming. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah, how yeah, he would yeah, wake up. Yells. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so never mind. I guess it is nice to be uh to be away from for a weekend. <laughs> Um, what's up with, let's go, keep going on lyrics, the weather report in the morning. Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud, with a 40% chance of showers early in the morning. Then sunny, wind west 20 kilometers per hour, gusts in the 40, high of 22, UV index 50, I think that's how he feels connected to his son by like checking the weather to see what it's like there like his, his son is in peterborough and the kawarthas like he's that's so he's like oh it's gonna be a nice day for you sure that sort of thing so i think that's a way he ties into that but there is not just weather but there's a big emphasis on rain in this song right mm-hmm. because he mentions you know let my leaving leave like rain and then um you know a mixture of sun and clouds 40 percent chance of showers so I did write, is he calling his kid and trying to think of things to talk about? Like, oh, is it raining over there, buddy? Or is it whatever, right? Well, the kid can't talk, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're right. But I also thought that the key here might be the rain. Let my leaving leave like rain. Rain is a temporary sadness, mm-hmm. right? He's sad, but he's excited because eventually he's going to come home and maybe his son will forget that he ever left. I, I found my heart when he came. Let my leaving leave like I probably won't even remember who he is. That's probably sadly true. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that, that having sort of a, uh, narr- not a narrative through line, but like a, uh, a, 
through line of like similes and meta- uh, metaphorical through line, mm-hmm. I think is what is what moves the song ahead. I mean, like water is also tears and things yeah. like that. And he's feels sad. So, so yeah, it's, I think sad, the sadness and the, the loss and that sort of thing. It was, it was, it's a cool through line for the song that it took me a couple listens to sort of stumble upon is the rain being, you know, that, that metaphor and not just a random weather report in the middle. But even if he's listening to the weather report to have something to sort of like, Oh, we're looking at the same moon sort of mm-hmm. moment with his son. It's like, why include that? Like why? I wonder what the structural why. You know what I mean? Does this make sense? Yeah. What do you think was happening there? I wonder. Probably just sounded good musically to him. <laughs> like, do you think it was an instrumental break, and then Tyler just like got into the studio and was like, "Hold up, I'm gonna do something funny." <laughs> the weather today is partly cloudy. And, yeah, I think that I don't just, know. That might actually be. I don't know. This might be a because Jim writes very personal songs like he wrote the song about sucking out spiders a vacuum cleaner like, yeah that's a whole song right so i think this is just like a something personal for him that he's like look look and see look this is what i maybe that was the weather report on the day his son was born or something and so he's including in a sort of memorial tribute to mm-hmm. or something like that i or don't daughter. know his daughter right a daughter came later oh, okay. this was pre-daughter for him. okay yeah yeah um yeah that's interesting i like that um yeah, this one, I, I wrote that it kind of breezes by relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a short song. Do you want to talk a little bit about Peterborough and the Kawarthas, which is an incredibly esoteric title if you're not in Canada? Yeah, it's just like a, it's a, it's a town, isn't it? I wasn't, is it a town or is it a, um, uh, a, a, a whole, uh, what are those called? Province? Um, not province. No? Like area? Okay. Like geographic <laughs> Ge- area? Geographic area? Let me look it up real quick. Peterborough, Peterborough and the Kawarthas is a federal electoral district that can't be right oh that's peterborough and kawartha so who the fuck knows okay nobody they nobody. don't even know canada <laughs> no canadian could possibly figure it out there's no way we will ever find out what peterborough and the kawarthas is um but it's a touristy destination mm-hmm. uh, i actually looked up their 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 website mm-hmm. and it looks like there's a lot of fun shit to do yeah, I mean, it looks like a sort of like a like a hilton head like a vacation area yes exactly where, like, you like just go and you kind of like chill Ev, do you think that we should take a family trip to Peterborough and the Kawarthas? No. But wouldn't it be ironically funny? That's how I base all my vacations. I don't know how... I mean, yes, but only if I've gone everywhere else I want to go. (laughs) Like, I get so far, few few and far between. Vacations are so few and far between for me. I don't want to waste it going to Peterborough and the Kawarthas. Yeah. You know, this When I could go somewhere like, I don't know, Japan or... This makes me think I should have like emailed the mayor of Peterborough and mm-hmm. been like, hey, do you want to come on and talk about the town? That could have been fun. That could have been fun. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. You still could. I guess. Okay. I mean, this episode comes out in two days. So well, no, yeah, I actually... It might be with with uh, typical Canadian promptness. They might be ready already. Fuck. It's already Sound ready bites. already. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, we are... For the f- first time in a long time, we are skin of our teething these episodes. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Um... So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, you want to talk musically about some stuff here? Um, yeah, I liked the little like kids music bells that were like ringing. I thought it might be a toy piano or Mm -hmm. something. Probably is what it is. Yeah. It's just so goddamn cute. And that fucking woodblock that's just a heartbeat behind (laughs) like the actual beat. Yeah. It went from like maddening to like (laughs) transcendent. Like as I listened to like the first like time, I'm like, fuck, fuck. 
fuck this fucking woodblock. Yeah. Fucking take the rip off Tyler's fingers. <laughs> Whoever's playing the fucking woodblock needs to die. And then like, I started it started getting into my head, like wormed its way into my brain. And then all of a sudden, I was I was anticipating it. Yeah. I watched you from the train. Did you enjoy it? You did. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. It took you a while to get there. <laughs> just like this podcast, it took me a while to get there. <laughs> um, Kev is pulling some heavy weight, not just with that toy piano, but also those dreamy synths in the background of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just like good and sweet and easy and fun. Tuesday, Um, I don't know. There's like, I mean, when I talked about it breezing by, really, I didn't even have a ton of notes about like how nice and sweet this song was. I just think it's a nice, sweet song. Um, it's chill, very pop inspired. I love the occasional shaker percussion in the background. Mm-hmm. We got some of that. Um, I don't know. What else, Ev? Fuck. It's hard to say goodbye to your kid. It is. Yeah. But I mean, I like watching other parents say goodbye. You like why? It's just it's, I like to see like different how different people parents like interact with their kids. Not, oh. not because I'm like learning how to interact with my kid, but like it's interesting. Like uh, sometimes I'll hang around daycare, like maybe for like a five five minutes after I drop my kid off, right. and I'm just like sitting in my car, like just like watching the other parents drop their kids off and just seeing how like do they hug them, do they kiss them, do they sure. say goodbye, do they pat them on the head, that sort of thing. I know you're gonna get mad at me. But it's very, very funny that you sit in the parking lot of daycare and watch other children enter. And it's just, it's very, it's a funny, it's a funny I just, It's very interesting. Or like on the playground and stuff when like kids are going. Sure. You know, that's, I just, I just think it's interesting. Yes, it is very interesting. Don't get in your head. It's very funny though. It's very funny that you watch children. Um, I, I. It's okay because I have one, right? Yeah, absolutely. That gives you the license to go on to playgrounds with or without dear child. <laughs> Um, after every line in the chorus, there's this bizarre like pop noise. Maybe that was the woodblock, uh, but it's it's good. It's fun. Um, and on the last line of the song, they change the key just a little, and it feels cool. That's a Jim Cregan original. That's a Jim Cregan original. He's always original. changing those keys. That's why you can never get into his house. I listen for you every morning. I listen for you every morning. Um, do you look at any other versions of this song? I saw the live at Glenn Gould Studios, uh, which is fine. It's just Peterborough and the Quarthas. Okay. Um, is that the one where Kev's playing the accordion? I think so. Okay. Like, I wrote, it sounds like a little gnome dancing. And it's impossible to picture <laughs> anything else. <laughs> like, the way he's he's doing the thing is just, like, it's a very, like, fantasy tavern. Like, like <laughs> just a dancing gnome. I don't know why. Tyler does the weather report live in the song, yeah. which is neat. I like that. You see the ships and dip one? Mm-hmm. Buddy boy. Here's what I thought that weather report was going to be. Here's why I thought they put it in the song. And I was disappointed that live Tyler just played it straight. Right. Because on ships and dip, Tyler gives a very funny report. Because that's what that section is for. It's like an improv. It's like for extemporizing. Yeah. Hey, Tyler, go fucking wild. Right. Um, and he gives he gives a report about like, uh, well, as a, you know, uh, three o'clock today, we were all going to get naked and go to the open buffet. And like, he's just like being a little goofball thing. Um, uh, uh, Andy's on it. Uh, and he says something funny. Like, it's just a fun improv moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's, it's cool. And that's what I thought. I think this could still be a staple for them because they need more Cregan songs in their repertoire. Um, and 
I would like to see more extemporizing with that uh, weather report part. I think that would be fun. But Agreed. Can I help you? No, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find stuff to talk about this. I was listening, I was looking at the, uh, um, like, there, did you see, like, the interview they did with, uh, it was, like, Sophie Trudeau, who just is Justin Trudeau's wife. No. It was in 2008. Um, it, they were playing part of this song, and she's interviewing them for, like, e-talk okay they were on the blam tour okay and uh um she's interviewing them and it's basically stephen page talking about how he heard the food at the um <laughs> like they're just such dads now <laughs> and it was already their like 20th anniversary uh, okay. like the band is like 20 oh, in like God. 2006 right Jesus, it started yeah. in 76 i guess in 86 yeah. 86 that's what i meant yeah so um so steve's like yeah i heard the buffet was uh the the pretty good and he's like looking at like the chafing dishes like yeah that looks pretty good that's like that's steve and then ed like hits on her but like in a very like overt ed way sure he's like yeah text your husband justin trudeau and, <laughs> and say say that we're gonna go on a date and uh she does wow does justin respond in the course of the interview i think so but i don't remember what he okay. says what was yeah. trudeau back then he's probably just some politician, some politician. Right? yeah yeah god that makes me and i know that this is a a, a, a truism but like justin trudeau Knows and enjoys probably the bare naked ladies. Oh, almost certainly. Every Canadian po- Rob Ford probably fucking love the bare naked ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I but don't the, know. The interview also shows Jim with his kids, like just showing him around, like That's the backstage so and things like that. Yeah, the- and he's like, yeah, we're all, we're all like dads now. Yeah, like so the the energy has changed very much backstage. I don't think they were ever wild backstage, but like it's probably gotten even more. Yeah, wholesome. Yeah, that's very sweet. Do his kids look like him? I've never seen them. Uh, I seem to remember. Yes. Okay. Cool, cool. How could they not? Ebo. Crown. Let's talk about it. Which romantic comedy does this song resemble most? This was a hard one. Okay. Because I wasn't sure yeah. whether it resembled 1989's Look Who's Talking uh-huh. or, or 1990's Look Who's Talking, Talking Too. Okay, sure. I got because, the year wrong. <laughs> that's fine. You were close. Yeah. Basically, because both movies are movies about um, Kirstie Alley, Molly, um, and her rough relationship with uh, her baby's father, uh, Albert, who was a philandering uh, executive in her law firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she lies and says she got artificially inseminated. And uh, th- of course, the the shtick is that the baby can talk. Uh huh. But ki- not out loud. It can talk. Its mouth it's, doesn't move. It's, it's a it's a monologue. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. No one else can hear it except right. for animals and other children. Right. Can hear it. And. Are you going to tell who voices the baby? Well. Wild. Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce fucking Willis is the voice of a baby. And then look who's talking to. Um, well, actually, Julie is voiced by jo- Joan Rivers in Look Who's Talking 1. And in Look Who's Talking 2, when she's actually born born, she's voiced by Roseanne Barr. Oh, interesting. Wow, so the sequel is Bruce Willis and Roseanne Barr? Yeah, as the baby boy. So, yeah, um, basically, uh, you've got... John Travolta in here too, who's playing James Umbriaco, who is a cab driving pilot. Uh-huh. And uh, basically they have like sort of a meet cute in the cab while she's giving birth and uh, gives birth to Mikey and he becomes sort of a father figure for Mikey. Okay. Um, so he sort of, she's, she's dating throughout Look Who's Talking One and keeps rejecting men because they're not good for Mikey. And um, uh, John Travolta's character ends, uh, uses her address to get his uh, grandfather in a weird subplot, his grandfather Vincent, into an assisted care facility. <laughs> what? That's the B plot? Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. Okay. But, but the problem is, is that 
the the people in the assisted care facility give Vincent too much chocolate, so he goes cuckoo. Okay. So there's like that's the uh, um for the denouement is like the is them trying to get like after they've broken apart and whatnot, like the assisted facility calls Kirstie Alley because he used her address there so sure. she's the contact person so she goes down and she's able to calm james down or um vincent down and then james comes and they get back together or whatever so Was but it, is that like a metaphor for like them accidentally like overdosing him with like morphine like uh-oh we gave grandpa too no, no, much no, chocolate he, he when he drops him off at the facility he's like here's a box of chocolates he's only allowed to have one a day got it because okay. if you give him too much he gets wild uh-huh. got it okay so so he's but, a fun grandpa. But she's, yeah, she's sort of scared of a uh, relationship with this guy because in a very classist way, she's she's sort of upper crust, right? She's an, ex- she's a, like a, an executive or like middle management in right. her own job. And, uh, and she sees him as sort of like this blue collar worker, even though he's a pilot. Yeah. He's like getting his pilot's license um, as he flies away in the rain. Uh-huh. Mm, that's from Looking's <gasps> Talking too. leaving. Okay. Because she looks at the weather report and sees there's going to be a Fuck. storm and Fuck. has to run to the airport sure. to like get him to not fly okay so that's i'm tying it into the song thank you which is what i'm supposed to be yes. doing <laughs> but i forgot what i was saying before oh yeah she has like this sort of classist thing where she imagines herself as like this like italian catholic uh wife who has like 60 kids and mm-hmm. is like a stay-at-home mom in like the worst way where they're all like screaming and she's like making a big pot of sure. spaghetti and he's sure. coming home and he's got like a he's got a tank top on and he's smoking and it's being john travolta sure. like it's just drinking a beer in the uh in the couch you know back when men was men yeah let's make america grape again make, 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 let's make america grape again let's make america grapes again what flavor should we be let's make purple hats that say make america, america grape grapes again. again on them that's very funny actually yeah that's okay christmas presents <laughs> our christmas presents are taken care of so anyway um not only do we have that, but um, so when she pushes Vincent away, uh, he has to leave and he has this very touching goodbye scene with Mikey. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to be around so much anymore. <laughs> That's a really good John Travolta. <laughs> so, and uh, Mikey's like, I don't care. I'm Bert Russell. I'm Bert Russell. <laughs> I'm Bert, Russell. <laughs> I'm Bert, Bert Reynolds and Kurt Russell together. <laughs> They're best. Yeah. But yeah. So um, Mikey, won- in the first movie, Mikey wanders off and uh, um, Mikey gets into a cab thinking that it's James's cab. And then he and Kirstie Alley have to find How him. How old is he? He's like a toddler. Oh, so he's walking. He's just not speaking. He's walking and speaking. Yeah. Okay. In the second movie, uh, he has a problem with his sister and voiced by Roseanne Barr. And then there's a there's a really weird subplot where like James's brother, who is also a conservative, who is a gun fanatic, moves in with them. And there's a there's a rash of robberies in the neighborhood Jesus. and their homes end up getting robbed while they're both out and then he like chases the robber with a gun and forgets that mikey and his little sister julie are in the house and what the house the catches on fire because he was making a big pot of spooch oh and then uh there's a scream where like the, ha- the house is burning down but then even though they've had trouble this whole time mikey still comes back for his little sister he gets julie out what of the sweetie. fucking house before it burns down cool i like that so now, I noticed that you've been studiously avoiding 1993's Look Who's Talking Now, <laughs> the third movie in the series. Is that like the truth about cats and dogs? It's it's a movie where the dogs can talk. The kids are old enough to talk on their own, but they adopt two dogs, and the dogs can talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, was that because you didn't think it would fit or was appropriate? or This isn't a song about fucking dog saker. I know that some people treat dogs like children, and that's perfectly fine. Are there many songs about fucking dogs? So the dogs are voiced by Danny DeVito and Diane Keaton, which is a great huh. combo. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Throw me in the trash. 
Um, yeah, okay. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, and, and there's a scene where uh, John Travolta is saying bye to Mikey, and he looks back and he sees his reflection in the pane, just like in this Peter Bowen oh, chorus song. Oh, man. And uh, as... Uh, John Travolta leaves. Uh, he leaves early and he doesn't wave goodbye. Mm-hmm. He just says, I'm not going to be around so much anymore. <laughs> Can you do more John Travolta? No. I want to hear what else. Did you just practice the one line? That's all I got. I'm not going to be around much, much anymore. anymore. <laughs> What's the that key? That was almost more Stallone. Yeah, it is. Uh, give, me a, give me a phrase. Uh, petite penguins. <laughs> <laughs> this should not be a challenge. <laughs> You're a writer. Uh, just a phrase. Yes, it's just too. It's too. I need. I need. Uh, I need walls. I need walls. <laughs> is that? Is that? I need walls. I need walls, Maria. Uh, I slipped into my uh, my fucking venom, Eddie Brock <laughs> cadence. Um, interesting. So much it also inspired an ABC sitcom called Baby Talk, which featured Tony Danza as the voice of Baby Mickey. Wow. Uh, as of 2010, uh, they were planning a reboot. Go ahead and guess who was heading the reboot. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it was Neil H. Moritz of The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, my so, beast. I assume that the these babies these babies are in cars now. These babies fuck. These babies <laughs> fuck. Um, all right. That's that's pretty good. Good job, F. I'm proud. I think. God, are you excited to get done with... Are you a proud father? Romantic comedy? No, because then I have to think of some other thing for the next album to be. I like it when it was like uh, uh, post-apocalypse. Like, because then it's very nebulous. This is like, people are like, okay, wait, who's Vincent again? I got to like key into these things. He's, a, he's a grandfather. Next who, uh, one is going to be cookout foods. I like that. Okay. <laughs> this song is a corn dog. You got it. All right, Ev, now's the time in the show when we rate this song. As you know, our ratings run from a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, and sometimes less or more than that, depending (laughs) on what we want to do. The more clothes a song is wearing, uh, the worse, the less, the better. So, with that in mind, Ebbo, what is this song? We're taking a family vacation. Mm -hmm. My family, your family, and our little boys. Up to Peterborough and Kawartha's. We're just going to imagine this vacation. So I drive up. I-64 <laughs> into the greater Peterborough metropolitan area. Sure, of course. And we go and we take a, take a afternoon by the river walk. And it's a sunny a sunny northern Canadian day. Love it. And what day of the week is it? Set the scene for me. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Cool. It's a Tuesday. We're Set on the river Tuesday. walk. Hot. We, we both... Uh, it, we like it's Canada, so it's a, it's our northern neighbor. So we're like we brought windbreakers or whatnot, but like it's a little too hot for that. So we're, t- we're stripping down. We do the thing where we do the dad thing where we tie him around our waist. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and I take my little boy's windbreaker off, and he's doing good too. And they're running around, and it's old. Your your little boy is old enough that they can run together. Oh sweet! Okay, so yeah. this is the future. Yeah, this is the future. This is the year is twenty twenty six. Okay, I need to mark this in my date book. We're going to Peterborough on the Carothers in twenty twenty six. I'm excited. Okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> so we're walking out, and it's just a, a nice sunny day, and I'm uh, I'm wearing uh, kick off my sandals because I'd rather just walk barefoot. And I don't mm-hmm. know if Peterborough Kawarthas has a beach, but I feel I feel like it's on a on a lake or something, right? Mm-hmm. So we're walking along the the shore and uh, kicking off our shoes. We got our sun hat on. Uh, it's a little too cold for swimming, but we still have like we we thought that we might swim. So we got swimmy swimmy trunkies on. We got loose linen shirts. We got all those like incredible like the white middle class vacation white mid- lower upper middle class sure. vacation sure chic where we sit in fucking lawn chairs drinking sweet tea and gaze out over a, a lake or some sure. shit and there's a rowboat and there's a guy and it stands up and just says 
You made it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You finished your podcast. <laughs> it's over. Jesus. This 2026s will be definitely yeah, done I by guess then. So yeah. So yeah, it's a. We'll be well is, into Miley Cyrus by then. This is. It, it's a good vacation. Uh huh. It's a good vacation for what it is. Uh huh. And I'm wearing an appropriate amount of clothes. Uh huh. Is it my best vacation? Fuck no. Uh huh. Would I rather have not my kid along? Yes. <laughs> I would like a vacation with my kid is not really a, as much of a vacation. It's, sure. Okay. It's for them, not for me. Right. And if I'm going on a vacation, I want to do it for me. Sure. But you know what? I enjoy it. Sure. So that's good. Okay. That's good. Um, Easy breezy. So what were you wearing again? Just like I'm wearing like an open linen my shirt, a, a linen shirt that's open, uh, board shorts, and uh, a wide brim sun hat. Okay. I think my review takes up and a cock ring. Hell yeah! <laughs> Nobody a, knows it's about it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, mine picks up exactly where yours leaves off. So we're sitting on the beach. We're watching our kids play. Uh, when the guy says, "You made it! You made it!" and, and then I we say, cut to, "Thanks, bud." Um. Cut Thanks, to, Jim Cregan of the band Bare Naked Ladies. Shit! You didn't. You didn't tell me that was a big. That's you the reveal, the bud. <laughs> um. So and so you're super excited. And I'm like, oh, hey, Jim. <laughs> You knew he was coming? Or yeah, because he and I are, are real good friends. We've been communicating this whole time. Um, we cut to dinner that night. So we go to some maybe like restaurant on the on the pier. Is there oh, a pier? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. There's got to be a pier. So this is like some like, it's an Italian restaurant, but it's not. Ooh, yum. It's like a fun like pier. There's spaghetti and meatballs for the kids. Oh, yeah. It's the one that's the Italian restaurant that got all the crazy shit on the walls. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a bucket of bippo. Yeah. And we, you know, we can get a glass of wine. And, uh, and so we're eating. We're having a good time. We found out. Our waiter, Austin, happens to be from Columbus. He got shot at the corner of my my street. (laughs) Listeners, we went on a family vacation to to Hilton Head, and uh, Evan and I, and we stopped at a restaurant where... We our waiter was someone who got shot on Evan's street when he lived in Columbus. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, small world. Small so world. Austin is our waiter at this uh, new fictional restaurant, and he remembers us from our vacation to Hilton Head. He's moved to Peterborough on the Corpus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're he also a- invited us to come to like a party with him and his friends, and he yeah. was like. He wanted 18? to smoke us up later. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he like 18. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to go to a high school party. Uh, my partner uh, orders some wine, as she is wont to do. Uh, and she orders a uh, uh, pork chop. Yes. Rare. <laughs> I forgot that detail where the waiter asked us how she would he like her pork chop. didn't know what to do. Yeah, how would you? I don't think. That, Done. Yeah. yeah just cook it. <laughs> yeah. Cook the pork chop through, please. Can you do a pork? I mean, I no. they did a pork chop rare and it made her uncomfortably. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. I think she answered rare out of like. Yeah. Like, a, if somebody asked me how I how want. How you want yeah, something done. Medium rare. I think she had medium rare. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I, that's how you want it. Yeah. Right? And then after he left, we were all like, wait, wait that wasn't steak. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyway. He comes over with the wine, spills the whole bottle on him. Oh, Jesus. And we got the big bottle, too, because we're having fun. I know. It's the one and a half liter, the big boy. Um, So I got to go. Our hotel's pretty close. Uh, Unfortunately, I forgot to pack any shirts or pants. All I have is my swim trunks. But as I walk back on the pier to the restaurant where you guys are still chilling, having your meal, having a good time... I pass a. It's not weird because I'm in my swim shorts and mm-hmm. this is a. We're, you it's know. a beachy. It's a beach. It's a lakefront. It's a lakefront. But I know it's no shirt, no shoes, no service in this restaurant. So I have to stop somewhere uh. and I buy a T-shirt that says "I Heart Peterborough and the Kawarthas." So I have on shorts and a T-shirt, but it's really the message of the T-shirt that's important <laughs> to me, which is I love this song. Right? It may not be the best song in their catalog. I'm still wearing the sandals with socks, doing the dad thing. I'm wearing some board shorts. I'm wearing my. I love. P and TK shirt, but 
I fucking I thought it was great. I thought it was a fun little song, and uh, I hope to hear. I hope the Krieg only improves as he grows older in the future. So looking forward to seeing his future stuff. Ebo, Edo. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. You know we will. Consument. What is that? I think it's like a mint that you consume. Yeah, I mean, but like it's like a you take. So it's not a. It can't be a regular mint. Consummate. So consummate. Consummate. Oh, it's just the best mint you ever had. Okay. Like We're, once you've. What's the etymology of? Well, it's cons. Consum- oh, it's a consummate mint. Consummate mint. Okay. 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 So everyone in their and life. It, it like it also, and consummate. So it also gives you an orgasm when you're eating. It's so minty fresh. Oh. It's like. It's like those York Peppermint Patty commercials that I'm sure were on the TV yeah. and may still be on there because I don't see commercials anymore. But like, I doubt where it. like somebody, I love those are like the herbal essences ones. Yeah, I want to like live in that world where like you <laughs> like you like bite into like a Snickers bar or something and just like. <laughs> what would orgasms be a special if we could just eat a Snickers? Why don't, it's not necessarily. I guess you could just masturbate. That's not yeah. really like taking away. And they're not necessarily an orgasm. They're just like it's like a feeling of complete and utter like oneness and wholeness sure. like like i my there was something fundamentally missing in my life until i took a shower and used herbal essences and sure. then i was like surrounded in this like sylvan glade sure. or like irish spring where you like rub this like lie bar over yourself and suddenly you're transported to the emerald isle and like yeah. you're hunting leprechauns through the uh four-leaf clover uh fields but i mean so you just want to live in a world with magic but you just want the magic to come from consumerism um yeah. You want to have to buy a product to have magic. Yeah, I want to be able to buy. I want to capitalize on magic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that checks out. Oh, I wanna so you want to... I want to go down to the potion store. I want to buy a potion of herbal potion essence. <laughs> um, so you want to be in... Do you want to... Would you manufacture or would you just consume? Um, well, seeing that I don't... I'm, I'm imagining myself in this world just like I am nowadays. So I think I would just consume because I don't really produce anything of value. Sure. You know, you can get addicted to hard drugs which i hear has the same transportative effect yeah I temporarily but it's magic though so i imagine it's not addictive but i mean wouldn't you get addicted to the feeling i mean yeah, there's I mean, a, there's like, a dopamine get mentally addiction. addicted to anything yeah yeah, yeah so right. but it's not like a physical addiction like sure i go down and i, I just just because okay here's something i've always wondered like healing potions in every right. game right uh like you get hurt you fucking pound a healing potion makes you feel great sure what if you do it when you're not hurt? Like it has no effect on your like from a from a like a mechanical standpoint, but sure. I bet you feel fucking amazing. Sure. You just like Probably. pound a pound a healing potion and a stamina potion and yeah. just run around for a little bit. Yeah, dude. Take your clothes off. Well, what do you climb think the a, walls? What do you think a healing potion does to you? I picture it just closes your wounds. Yeah. It's like if I took antibiotics right now, I wouldn't feel great. I would just feel. I don't think, but it's like it closes them super super fast. Right. So so it's like having surgery. Yeah, and it, I don't think it's like it's painful either. Oh, I think healing potions are ho- the feeling of your bones like regrowing yeah, back together. I, and I mean, I think they would be, but in like the video game, when you in any video game, when you pound something, you don't like hear your Square character top. like groaning. Yeah, and they like cut rolling out the screams from Final Fantasy VII <laughs> when you cast Cure on Barrett. He's just screaming. Drink a red potion, and then like it's just the the screen goes black for thirty seconds, yes. and then you come up, and it's just your character is just like on one knee, and he's <laughs> breathing real hard. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's basically healing potions are. Yeah, they're, they're like doing surgery as quick as possible, like open heart surgery on your on your man. I think it's like a magically controlled cancer, so your cells are like replicating and dividing oh. at like a super speed. Sure. Alternately, it just like speeds up the healing process. So like, say you get cut, like a big gash or something on sure. your arm, and you pour some healing potion on there, 
like that healing potion, all it does is speed up the process. So it's like you've had like it's eight months. It gives you a wolverine. Yeah. So if you drink too much healing, too many healing potions, you'll you'll age oh, prematurely. Oh no. So wait, do adventurers die earlier than most people because they drink so many healing potions? Well, no one really knows because adventuring is such a, a deadly profession. Wow. Hey, speaking of healing potions, Ev, yeah. do you know how much do you know about Final Fantasy X? Uh, none, nothing. You don't know Is anything? that the one where they're just in the car driving around? That's 15, my okay. friend. You're five off. Is that the one where, yeah, I, I know that every Final Fantasy game is different, and if you don't know them, then you're never going to know them. And you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. I know, like, the one with Cloud. That's, like, seven, right? Mm -hmm. Very I know, good. And I know all, like, oh, the, what else do you know? This is exciting. I know all, like, the, I played the original one on NES. I okay. played the Super NES version. There were where you're like a Well, uh, the one where you were, like, a Dark Knight, then you become a Paladin. It's four, yeah. Okay, so I played that. I played Final Fantasy 2, but I didn't enjoy it that much on the NES. And then I played the one with Cloud all the way oh, through. Seven, okay. Yeah, sure. Because that was sort of, it was the style of the time. Sure, 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 And sure. then kind of after that, I really had nothing to do with Final Fantasy, except occasionally like brushing up against it, like knowing that the most recent one is like a, a yeah. road, a dude road trip. Well, you surround yourself with nerds. It's hard to avoid mm -hmm. it. Well, you know, you, you, you're, you sound like an idiot right now because you don't know anything about Final Fantasy X. That's fair. Yeah, so, you know... Have you ever heard of the podcast Got It Memorized? Nope. It's a podcast that finished reca recapping Kingdom Hearts and has become a Final Fantasy X podcast. Wowee! It's uh, Travis Wheeler and Joe, and these two together are recapping, they're playing through Final Fantasy X and recapping it in podcast form. So is it like a Let's Play, or are they like describing it? Like a Let's Play where I can't watch the game? I guess? Boy, that you just made it sound real that bad. That sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> like, I think that... I'm imagining that they're actually just like kind of telling you what's happening. I think they and may just be telling you, yes. Like, but Final Fantasies are so much dialogue. Like, are they just reading it? Uh, I don't listen. Now dude. I have to listen to an episode of I, this. Yeah, listeners, I, I can play the whole a whole episode listen, right now. Okay, we're gonna insert a little clip. Of <laughs> it's like an hour long episode, or 34 minutes. Tita says, "What do you want?" Okay, okay so, so they are—they are, yeah, they're uh, recapping it, and they're doing a little—they're putting a little English on that. Yeah, like, oh, I heard like that. A, like, Tita like says, "What do you want?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you want? Absolutely. So, it's like okay, a Douglas like Adams wrote like, Final Fantasy. I like what's Ten. going on here for the BBC. Okay. Um. Okay. So Travis and Joe, check them out. Got it memorized. I don't yet, but I will. No, we do it. That's every day, every, every Tuesday, day. <laughs> every day, every two. Every podcast releases on Tuesdays. We gotta change our release schedule. That's up to you, bud. I don't care. Okay. Bye. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and see what we're going to have to say. Today's category is, I love you. Oh, <laughs> oh, how convenient. Wow. Uh, I love you. So this one is, someone loves this song. Recommend them something. A drink, a TV show, a Jello flavor, a LaCroix, something. So, because you loved Peterborough and the Coarthas, you might enjoy X. Uh, applesauce Slammers. <laughs> From Applebee's? <laughs> From Applebee's. Sure, what is in an Applesauce Slammer? It's, Why would uh, it's a drink that uh, mixes, it's, okay, first off, it doesn't come in a glass. Uh -huh. It comes in, like, a plastic, like, you, you've seen those, like, the, the little the twist-off it's got a little plastic bag, mm -hmm. and it's got like oh yeah, like, like baby food sort of yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah twist yeah. off. It comes in one of those, mm -hmm. so it's pre mixed. Okay, but it's like a frozen drink. Oh yeah, it's got love the consistency those. of applesauce. Oh, I love those. And you just slam it, you just crush it right in there. You sure. squeeze it, goosh. Yeah yeah. So you get both the it's a sweet fruity drink. You're gonna love this, but also you get the alcohol because you know quote unquote girly drinks are way harder than like quote unquote oh, guy sure. drinks. Yeah so. yeah yeah. The, the alcohol content is so, so yeah. high, and you don't feel like you're when drinking you're, when you are on tour. 
leaving your son behind, you're going to want some applesauce slammers sure. at Applebee's. Yes. If Applebee's is still open, which it won't be. Um, I think um, that you should order sweet potato fries with your mm. applesauce slammers at Applebee's. It might be a little too sweet for me. Well, maybe so. But I think that's the experience of having a kid sometimes is being overwhelmed with that joy, that happiness, mm. right? Sometimes it is a little too sweet. And, you know, babies have this response where when they get overwhelmed with happiness, sometimes they have to turn away because it's just too much for them, right? Yeah. So I want to replicate or I, I, I want to put myself in my baby's shoes. If he can't be here, I want to be him. So I strap <laughs> on my diaper. I go to Applebee's. I get an applesauce slammer and some sweet potato fries because, again, they're... They're not fries. Something's and they try and card you and you go, but I'm a baby. <laughs> um, wait. And then they say, then you can't have them. <laughs> but you're obviously over. And, yeah. And they, and, I'm a baby, but I'm also a really good tipper. <laughs> I tip 50%. Um, and uh, they give you whatever you want because they're Applebee's. Yeah. Because they're servers and they don't slaves. get paid enough to. Yeah, or not yeah. wage slaves. In fact, tip slaves. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, and they're also not regular fries because my life is not regular right now. You know, you think of fries as being the default. This is sweet potato fries because something, everything had changed. <laughs> everything was strange all of a sudden. Um, so it's good. Sprinkle a little brown sugar over them. Oh, oh no, no. You rip on open me. one of those Pez dispenser packages and you just grind it up like cocaine. <laughs> Snort it. And you just sprinkle it over your sweet potato fries. Okay. Or maybe like sweet tarts because you like a little bit of sour. Sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet tart dusted sweet potato fries. Sweet tart Seems dusted like sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes. I think that's something we would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's something we should do, in fact. We should get on that ASAP, my friend. If you like Peterborough and the Quarthers, I will recommend to you Meteorology School. <laughs> Why Meteorology you know, School? Because you always know the weather then. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you could. Uh, I feel like uh, on the newscasters, like everyone's a reporter, but, you know, the meteorologist is a scientist. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, one more from me. Uh, if you are going to enjoy this song, I think the exotic animal that you should buy is a boa constrictor. Why so? Um, because, you know... They eat children? No, I think it's the experience because they crush you, right? They, they squeeze oh. you, and it feels like a hug, but in another way you know that this is forever because you're going to die by the time the hug is done, right? Yeah. It's sort of sweet. You know, it's a it's a hug. It's nice to be killed with a hug. But, um, you know, you put everything into these kids. and I think you should buy a uh, sea turtle. Oh, why a sea turtle? Because they lay the eggs and then they abandon them. Oh. And the little, little baby sea turtles have to go their own way. Interesting. And they're stronger for it. Yeah. Kids grow up stronger without parents. I think that you should watch the television series Reboot. In which Enzo Matrix gets trapped in the web and has to be raised without parents. And turns out great. Turns out great. Real good. Um, but did he have parents in the first place? Well, he had Wellman Matrix, his father, who died in the the before the series happened. But we do see a flashback to his death okay. in the episode Nullzilla. So he didn't have parents to begin with. He well, has like an but older, he had sister. His older sister, Dot, and yeah. then he has a, another dude. I'm Bob is Dot's sort of boyfriend. So yeah, I mean, he's got pseudo. He's got Airsot's parents. Sure. Okay. Now's the time in the show when we take a call from an important dignitary. Um, you can call us at it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Please, Please email use us voice some to questions. text. Yeah, use voice to text. That would be fun. 
God, we should get a toll-free number for this and have people call into the show and play voicemails. Why? That would be fun. Hey, uh, boys, long, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, that'd be fun. Uh, this is a question <laughs> from our heavy breathing. Uh, our friend Tim Tam, Tammy. Tim Tam. Hey. Hey guys, I have a new question for you. Great. I'm enjoying your anime comparisons on everything to everyone. Oh wow! And since you, we well, like- are really gonna love our romantic comedy. <laughs> since you like talking about clothes, I figure this is in your wheelhouse. If you were going to cosplay as this song, what would you wear? Uh-oh. Did I already sort of answer that? Yeah, I'd, be wear, I'd wear what I'm wearing now. Because <laughs> you I'm are. a dad. But see, this is a, a song about a... I'd wear a baby Bjorn with a little uh, Canadian baby inside of it. Sure. Well, a big side of Canadian bacon in oh, there. Oh, slap it on me, baby. Yep. But uh, here's, the th- here's the thing. Is that this song is not just about a dad. This song is about tour dad. Mm-hmm. And Tour Dad has to wear two masks. When Tour Dad is at home, Tour Dad wears the caring mask, mm-hmm. the sweetie mask. When Tour Dad is on tour... He is fucking everything that moves. I he mean, is coked out of his mind. He might be. He, the only reason why he lists the, the weather report, because that's the only fucking thing he can lock <laughs> into. Like, him grounded. He's just like, sitting there like <laughs> in his bed, in his underwear, like just strippers all around yeah. him, male and female, and... It just piles of cocaine and dollar bill, like rolled up hundred dollar bills yeah. and empty, empty bottle, empty liquor bottles, and he's just sitting there with like a thousand yard glare, and then you just hear eh, the peanut butter on the wall. And he slowly moves his eyes towards the TV <laughs> and nods, <laughs> like I get this, rainy. Okay, I understand what rain is. So I think if I were cosplaying as him, half of me would be me from the review where I'm wearing the I Heart Peterborough on the car at this shirt and the uh, swim trunks. But then half of me, so it's like a two-face down the middle. I'm ripping two shirts apart and stitching them together. Is a studded leather jacket um, and uh, spiked green hair and ripped jeans and fucking uh, steel-toed boots. And um, yeah, I, I think it's got to be it's got to be the duality of man. Right, yeah, mine would be a, uh, a full uh, life-size movie replica Chewbacca costume, but I'd also be wearing a uh, little a little necklace that had a P and K on it. Okay, well, why Chewbacca? I feel like he's a good dad. Does he have baby? He does. If he does, then he's not a good he dad because he's away constantly. Exactly. That's why I'm dressed as Chewbacca. So you think being away makes His you a good dad? His son is uh, lumpy. <laughs> Sorry. Or itchy. There's no fucking way. I'm about to break your brain, motherfucker. Look up Star Wars Christmas special, Chewbacca's family. His son is lumpy or itchy? I don't remember. It's either one of them. I think his grandfather is... Lumpawaru. Yep. Lump. So it's not lumpy. He goes by lumpy. Just like Chewbacca goes by Chewy. Lumpawaru mm. goes by lumpy. And itchy must be his, uh, his father. Oh my god. Or grandfather or something like that. This sucks. Lumpy. His wife is called Malatobuk. Wow. Is this canon anymore? This is not canon. This has got to be some legends. And uh, the best part is that in the Star Wars special, they speak in Wookiee, uh-huh. but it's not translated. You don't get <laughs> subtitles. So there's basically like five minutes of them just talking. Like, that's <laughs> like in amazing. Yeah. Hey. Um, so that's why I'm wearing a Chewbacca outfit, because he's, he's a father who's away a lot. He's recanonized. He's back in the canon as of the 2017 novel Aftermath Empire's End by Chuck Wendig. Where have I heard the name Chuck Wendig he's before? He's incredibly prolific author i think we've met him at oh we have at origins is he like a twitter douchebag too or is he an okay guy he's he's cool i liked him all right never mind maybe he's cool um all right uh wow so lumpy back in the canon i like that wow you've blown my mind what was your other thought for his name it was like oatmeal itchy itchy. Itchy. i think itchy is 
grandfather's name. Jesus. Grandfather's name. That sucks that all of their nicknames just happen to be... Or maybe it's his father. ...common words. Yeah. Lobaka is Chewbacca's father. Whoa. I think. All my friends love the Lobaka. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. Okay, I need to see the whole Chewbacca family tree. What do they call his wife, Malatobuk? Like, she's got to have a catchy nickname, Probably right? Probably just Mal. Mal, yeah. I guess it's it's not a... It's not a great name, but it's a name. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Chewbacca's dad's name is Atachitkuk. Oh, that's right. Itchy. Oh, Atachitkuk. Sure. Cuck. Um, all right. Hey, Tammy. Thanks for the question. Yep. <laughs> and Bobby Bob. We din done it. Yep. It's I, all din done. Now I get to go back to hang out with my kid. Hooray! Go back with your child. We're ending just a few minutes late, but everything okay. worked out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're planting daffodils. Oh, you're planting them with your kid? Mm-hmm. Oh, fun, 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 fun. Um, does he enjoy it or is he just running around and screaming? Uh, half and half. Okay, got you. Um, I don't know if I'm going to. I don't have a green thumb. I, I'm never well, I'm going just to... putting them in the in the yard. Like, I'm not planting them in like a bed or anything. Oh. I just got a bunch of bulbs to put in because I like. We have daffodils in the forest by our house, so I just. Every year I plant like another 30 or 40 bulbs because it's fun. really cool to see them pop up. I like that. And they're not invasive and they go away. They're only there for like two weeks, but it looks really nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, I'm glad your son is enjoying himself. I'm glad you're going to enjoy yourself. Go back and get some dirt on your knees, my friend. Uh, oh, he's showing me his dirty knees, listeners. And they are indeed <laughs> dirty as fuck. He's got a picture of a naked lady on each one. Yeah, damn right. Uh, when you put them together. Dame right and dame left. <laughs> dame dench is what you call the left damn. one. Um, so you can catch us on Facebook. Uh, it's all been done at Better Ladies Podcast. On Twitter, at Been Done Pod. You can check out the Discord where we want to talk to you. It's in the show notes. Come talk to us. We've had some really fun discussion where people were telling us like, Hey, there's the Barenaked ladies produced a bunch of podcasts during this era that you guys should probably listen to. <laughs> and we are not going to do it. Oh. They explain a lot of the explanations for songs and stuff. But oh, wow. We are the no nothing podcast. Yeah. Yes. We, hey, we take, to it, take it to, take it to ABC's, but take it to the, take it to Tracy. That's yeah. the trouble with Tracy. You know, join the Patreon, join the Orange Rose Patreon. They pay for our hosting and you can get some sweet snack time epos there. We're going to record them. We are. We have to record a new one sometime. You got it. Okay. You know, I'm down. I know you're down, my friend. Uh, Ebo, anything to plug this week? Boxes. Sometimes you just got to put something in something. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to be at Roundtable Con in Sharon, Pennsylvania. Is that something? Are there boxes there? I, I have no idea. Possibly so. It's actually in West Middlesex. Is it in a building? Um, it is. Then you playing in a box, my friend. Oh, shit. Box my ass up. It's the end of April, so come see me live and in chive. Um. Oh, yeah, you do throw chives into the audience. I do. That's kind of our gimmick is we're the chivey boys. <laughs> He's called sour cream and I'm <laughs> called onion. The, the jerky boys? You're like the, the chivey, chivey boys. boys. <laughs> I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.
Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Cyx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? Memorized? That's the name of the show.